You're listening to The Daily Detail, a roundup of the most important news from the state of Alabama and across the United States. I'm Andrea Tice. Alabama's Attorney General has now joined a lawsuit to block the federal vaccine mandate from being enforced among Medicare and Medicaid providers. AG Steve Marshall filed with that lawsuit at the beginning of this week. He says the implementation of the Biden mandate would cause thousands of healthcare workers to lose their jobs if they refuse to take the shot. 17 million workers in 76,000 hospitals and healthcare facilities all fall under the Biden administration's federal mandate through the Occupational Health and Safety Administration. Marshall says that federal contractor employees are being singled out by Joe Biden with his heavy-handed edict. Marshall also says the president is not satisfied with just stalling out the national economy, but is further doubling down on expanding his mandate to include most Medicare and Medicaid-certified health care providers. Marshall has joined 10 other states in this lawsuit, including neighboring states of Mississippi, Georgia, and Louisiana. Ten other attorneys general from other states filed a similar lawsuit last week, which brings 20 states engaged in this legal battle. The Limestone County Sheriff's race has another contender. Jeff Kilpatrick of Athens is throwing his hat into the ring to be that county's next sheriff. Kilpatrick has 18 years of law enforcement experience and has been employed by the Madison Police Department as well as the Limestone County Sheriff's Office. He currently is working as an investigator. Kilpatrick joins Fred Sloss in running against incumbent sheriff Joshua McLaughlin. An elections analyst was in the state of Alabama this week. Former military intelligence officer and statistical analyst Seth Keschel spoke at a Hoover event that was put on by local Alabama. Keschel uses open source data from the offices of Secretary of States across the nation to track voting trends from prior presidential elections, as well as population growth, along with voter registration. He does so to find any areas where voting anomalies occurred, especially when it comes to the November 3, 2020 presidential election. In the presentation by Keschel, he focused on two counties here in the state that had anomalies in voter registration, Shelby County and Madison County. So here's Trump doubling his previous high vote gain of 60,000. He says, I'm going to gain 120,000 this year in a state that's really not that big, only to be met by the same exact amount of votes gained by Joe Biden. So Donald Trump gained 120,000 new votes in Alabama, and so did Joe Biden after two consecutive elections of decline for the Democrats. So you see where I'm going with this, right? Do you believe that if you scraped all the votes clean, from this point to the left, that you would have had a 50-50 race between Biden and Trump in Alabama? Does anyone actually buy that? Keschel says that Americans who believe that election integrity was corrupted this past November must not stop talking about it or taking action in a local way. There's only one issue, folks. We can talk till we're blue in the face about tax cuts. We can talk till we're blue in the face about really important stuff, too, that needs votes. We can talk about human trafficking, we can talk about building walls, we can talk about foreign policy, but until we have confidence that our voices in the form of votes actually count and matter as expressed by the electorate, all of that is for naught. Allison Sinclair is the founder of Local Alabama, which is the group that invited Keschel to speak to them. That group just started up six months ago. Sinclair says the group has exploded in numbers because so many here in the state are seeing the same thing that she saw in the handling of COVID-19 and then the November election. It kind of started this snowball effect of, which is great in my opinion. Um, We had a few officials in the meeting that were there and it started this great conversation about 
it's, it might not be fun, but it's a conversation we need to have because if you're in touch with the people, what happened in 2020 is still an issue. And people need to realize, and I think the great thing about local is people are realizing that there is still power in our voices. And for probably 20, 30 years, we've forgotten that. I think we just got complacent. We just got, we took for granted that we would check all the right boxes in the voting booth. And they, we just send them on their way to Washington or Montgomery and they would represent us well without us telling them what we needed or wanted. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com in national news. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has now been tasked with processing 34 consolidated lawsuits that all challenge the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. A judicial panel chose the court randomly. The Sixth Circuit Court works out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and will be dealing with lawsuits that come from state attorneys general, trade groups, and businesses. They're opposed to the rule that's being implemented at the behest of Joe Biden by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. The January 4th deadline has been set for the vaccine to be given to all workers and companies with 100 or more employees. However, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals recently blocked the federal mandate, calling it a one-size-fits-all sledgehammer that does not make any accommodations for differences in the workplace. Some tense moments in the Senate House Judiciary Committee when Senator Ted Cruz tried to get an answer from the director of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Cruz is a senator from a border state who wanted to know where Mallorca stood with paying out settlement money to illegal aliens for the separation from their children that occurred when they were arrested at the U.S.-Mexico border. Two yes and no questions. For the, I, do, I do not think that it would be a pull factor. I said, is it a good idea to pay them the money, and would you get more illegal immigration or less illegal immigration if you give millions of dollars to illegal immigrants? I cannot. More speak, or less. I cannot speak to the advisability of settling the Federal Tort Claims Act in which I am not involved. But you have no view on whether Thank paying you, Senator Cruz. millions of dollars creates more illegal immigration? Thank you, Senator Cruz. Well, can he answer the question? You've you asked that question two or three times. And he's refused and, to answer and, it two And, and your time has expired. You've gone longer than so any other. So the Secretary other. of DHS has no idea whether no, paying no, illegal immigrants millions it, of dollars produces more illegal immigration. It has nothing to do with the substance of the question, but the fact Are you going to give him once, an opportunity to Once again, or? you've gone longer than any other senator. That's senator Padilla? Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, and when it comes to the U.S.-Mexico border, Border Patrol agents are now apprehending 130% more illegal aliens than this time last year. October saw 159,000 migrants apprehended by Border Patrol agents. Those are the ones who were caught, not the ones who got away. Compare that to October 2020, where apprehensions came in at 69,000. The U.S. Customs and Border Patrol Agency released the numbers in a report that came out earlier this week. A Wisconsin jury is now deliberating the case against 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse for the shooting death of two men during riots and looting in Kenosha, Wisconsin, last year. Lawyers for Rittenhouse argued that the teen was attacked by a mob of angry, armed protesters, and Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. Prosecuting attorneys argued that Rittenhouse was out looking for trouble and a way to use his gun. Now the judge is currently under attack. Judge Bruce Schroeder has received personal threats with some messages vowing payback and violence to the judge's children if Rittenhouse is acquitted. The judge has apparently received thousands of these nasty messages accusing him of racism and even being a member of the Ku Klux Klan. 
Judge Schroeder allowed for attorneys for Rittenhouse to refer to the men killed as rioters and looters and barred the prosecution from referring to the two white men that were shot as victims. The governor of Wisconsin has already sent in National Guardsmen to Kenosha to deter any violence when the verdict is issued. The city of Oroville, California, has had it with tyranny. The city leadership has declared itself a constitutional republic after almost two years of COVID-19 mandates, lockdowns, and directives from California Governor Gavin Newsom. The move from the city comes after Newsom extended his emergency powers once again to March of 2022. Those emergency powers were first issued in March of 2020. Oroville declared that as a city, it will not enforce any executive order issued by the state or federal government that are overreaching and violate constitutionally protected rights. Oroville Mayor Chuck Reynolds says leaders declaring emergencies allow themselves to do pretty much anything they want, even when the emergency is no longer an immediate threat. Reynolds says the leaders are reluctant to give up power. And guess who just canceled Christmas due to the rising cases of COVID-19 virus? Gibraltar has. That area recently touted 100% vaccination status of all its adults, with 40% going and getting the booster shot. Now COVID is back, rampaging through that area, and causing the leadership in the British territory to put a total halt to holiday activities. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure to listen to Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he discusses the Kyle Rittenhouse trial that has been in the spotlight for the past 10 days. The presentation of the prosecution uh, has not gone well. And today, the prosecutor, one of the inane things that he said just today was you lose the right to self-defense when you're the one who brought the gun. That's crap. Now, Kyle Rittenhouse, if I were his parents, I would have said, no, you're not supposed to be down there. No, you're not going down there. And no, you're not going to borrow your friend's AR-15 and go to a riot. No, that is not happening. So should he have been there? No. But wisdom, or lack thereof, does not equate to crime. And so I'm looking to see what the jury's going to do, but the very idea that this prosecutor is somebody who would look at this and say, you lose the right to self-defense when you're the one who brought the gun. Well, so every one of us who concealed carries, we lose the right to self-defense because we're the ones carrying? Is that what he's saying? Uh, Does this guy understand the Second Amendment? I mean, so I guess, you know, when President Biden, you know, stood up to old corn pop with chain. I guess that was, he lost the right to self-defense because he's the one who brought the chain. I don't, I mean, what what does this even mean? You can find that podcast at rightsideradio.org.